the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dreaming now at KDOW.biz and the Odyssey app. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Much going on. The Dow Jones Industrial Average yesterday had a very good day, the best day in three months. But that just came off the worst week in four months. So, hmm, it's all a matter of perspective. Bitcoin prices continue to feel the heat. The heat is on. Little Miami Vice, little Glenn Fry is on the street. I know you're saying, I haven't thought about Miami Vice in a long time. Thanks, Rob. Bitcoin prices feel the heat, right? China's putting some crackdown pressure on crypto mining based on what they're saying is our energy concerns. That it's not green enough and it is a country plagued by problems with coal emissions. I don't know if it's ever that simple with China. I listened to a pretty good interview with Dr. Fauci where he was interviewed for about an hour. And one of the things that he said that was interesting about China is like, we got to figure out a way to work with China to like be investigative. Cause like we still don't know where Ebola came from. He's like, most of the stuff we figure out like a couple years down the road, but we got to figure out how to investigate with them, not against them because China, China, China. China's got a lot of secrets. Even when they're trying to keep bad secrets away from the world, they got secrets, but even when, even like, Good things they keep away from people. That's my Fauci impression. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'll be here. But um, what's interesting to note about it is you never really know China's intentions. So I don't really have a great feeling on crypto mining and Dogecoin. I'm not an investor. I don't need to be. Um, own no coins. Don't need to. Uh, I find it speculative, and I don't necessarily find it uh, wise. It, to me, it's almost like betting on horse four in a race. Now, horse four tends to win the first race a lot. No, he doesn't. <laughs> That's where you get into uh, problems. Speaking of problems, Jerome Powell's going to testify before Congress today. In prepared remarks, he will echo last week's press conference where he said the central bank expects inflation to fall back close to the longer term 2% target. The problem is there's sticky inflation and there's non-sticky inflation. Sticky inflation are like wage inflation. 
On one hand, it's great for the workers. On the other hand, it's bad for the employers. But again, don't you wish I had one hand? College, college athletes scored a big debut, a big win, a huge win in their long quest to get paid for their work on the field. Get this. The Supreme Court ruled unanimously that NCAA cannot stop colleges from compensating student athletes as long as the compensation is tied towards education. <laughs> so they won't see your favorite running back receiving a full salary yet. But athletes can now receive monetary benefits like tutoring, studying abroad, academic awards, and much, much more. Uh, this seems obvious. The NCAA is one of those shadow organizations that it is a multi-billion dollar empire. And do you know how much they pay their employees? Zippy. If you thought slavery was cheap labor in the United States, look at the NCAA. And that is no, not a fair comparison. Because yes, there are things that are given back to the athletes like scholarships. But the amount of money the NCAA makes is egregious. And yes, they probably do a lot of charitable work and community work and other things. But it's bad news for the NCAA. It's good news for athletes. And, you know, the thing you don't know, or maybe the thing we don't think about are the athletes who play college ball and they get paralyzed, or the athletes who play college ball and they get concussions and for the rest of their lives. You You look at the... And I come up with O.J. Simpson as my example. That's bad. You look at the Tim Tebow's of the world, who the the platform that does his career very, very well as either a motivational speaker or as a football player, baseball player, what have you. But it doesn't help many other people. It helps the top few. Now, again, then again, some things the NCAA has done great. Title IX has, has obviously helped a lot of women get scholarships to college. Um, controversial as it may be. Um, but the NCAA, that's an interesting twist. Steven Spielberg has a deal with Netflix. Speeding towards the future, companies agreed to produce two or more movies a year for the streamer, some of which could be directed by Spielberg himself. What's interesting to note there is I, I think still the big knock on Netflix is the movies are good, they're not blockbuster good. And on occasion when they get close, you're like, eh, I would like to see another $50 million spent on the actors or the special effects. But Netflix wants more. The company plans to release 70 movies in 2021, which may seem overly ambitious. But they continue to make partnerships. And MGM goes to Amazon, and you can see the, the streaming wars are on. So we have a big Fed day. Nothing crazy going on right now. I do believe that we're in summertime doldrums where we may not get a lot of direction or we may get creepers. The EU is opening an antitrust probe of Google's use of its online display advertising technology services. The EU and the United States both have recently had two appointees that are anti-big tech. And when you get a government official going after you, um, it can be very problematic. Yes, the big boys, the Googles, the Microsofts, the Amazons, the Netflixes, the Apples have lawyers on staff that are well paid. But you still don't want too much sunlight on you because you'll eventually get burned. The continued sell-off in cryptos continues. 
Bitcoin's below 30,000. Wall Street Journal report that Sanderson Farms is exploring a sale. Sanderson Farms, a chicken maker. I know you're saying, do they make chickens? Uh, they kind of cut the heads off chickens. But you get the idea. Mr. Powell's prepared remarks released after yesterday's close did nothing to surprise us. So when he gets in front of Congress today, it's not going to be all that bad. Um, he continues to espouse the belief that inflation pressures are going to be temporary. Again, I wanted to talk about sticky, and I only hit on that for a second. Sticky being wages, non-sticky might be flights. Flights to Hawaii are an arm and a leg right now, and a lot of people are going, what the heck is going on? Didn't we just bail these guys out, and now they're gouging us? Yeah, that's kind of how the system works, for better or for worse. Even when you know in your heart it shouldn't. It's kind of like when you go, you give people stimulus checks, and then the next thing out of your mouth is, why aren't they getting shots to help us get back to the economy working? We gave them checks, but that's not how it works. Let's talk about the infrastructure plan that President Joe Biden is still trying to get as far as a playbook on the road. Um, So we're going to hear a little bit more about the infrastructure stimulus program or proposal for now as the days go on. And it's expected something will happen, but that'll be more of a 10-year kind of situation. Not a big stimulus shot in the arm when you give like an $8 trillion stimulus package and it goes straight in the economy in the next three to six months versus an $8 trillion infrastructure plan where it goes into the economy over the next 10 years. So I think the the, the swath of great news, super low interest rates and government stimulus is passed. Now we have some pretty good news like pent-up demand, but – it's not as good as the stimulus, right? So know that we're going into some times of crunching information, moving into earnings season again. But the summer doldrums could be rough. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. I've got many social media sites, all with the code Rob Black Show. Check me out on YouTube. I post a big market uh, commentary yesterday, about 20 minutes long. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black. On the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, I'm Rob Black. I try to do a segment on a market recap, what's working and what's I think the, the issue is summer doldrums. Fed speak, reopening economy, acceleration in demand. But one of the big problems that we have once we paint that picture is where do we go? And I can go straight to Microsoft and Sony and the Xbox and the PlayStation 5. Sold out everywhere. Still impossible to get unless you're willing to pay two or three times the cost. Video game console wars really is turning into a war of, does anyone have one? One eBay seller thought he was being snarky and funny, and he posted a Xbox Series X for $15,000, 30 times the $500 retail price. Um, and he, he was going to give you a certificate that says, you just bought one of the world's most expensive Xbox devices. In some countries, that'll get a bullet in your head. 
Like, that's not funny to gouge people. But at the other time, I want you to see the business lesson here is there's supply chain crunches. There's an ongoing chip shortage. Um, the average PC costs about $50 more this year than last year, when typically it should be falling in price. The Xbox Series X and the Sony PlayStation have demand for higher-end graphic cards and higher-end computer processors, which are also used in mining Bitcoin. So as Bitcoin gets crushed due to China regulation, you're seeing that that could possibly play out into potentially helping the supply chain on what was going to be one of the biggest launches ever, the console wars, the Xbox Series X and the the Sony PlayStation 5. It got muted because there wasn't enough of them. Could you imagine how many of these boxes and units they would be selling if they were able to meet demand? Seven months after it's out, there's still massive demand. Now, down the road, the console wars are going to end. Maybe we'll get one more generation consoles after this one. But then it's all going to move to internet speeds. If you've got broadband, you've got access to an Xbox Series X the day it comes out. But the Xbox Series X is going to be held remotely at a data warehouse where you're going to be connecting to it on your ping, your internet connection, and all the processing will be done on the back end instead of on the front end with you. You'll just have controllers. This is interesting because it'll it'll create a situation where that device that has cords and power plugs is suddenly gone from your home and suddenly you're just plugging in remotes, uh, either Bluetooth into your TV or into, you know, USB into your TV. We're not there yet. But it brings into TVs will have a round of innovation, a round of getting better graphics, a round of getting better boot up speeds, a round of better frames per second. And again, no one can tell you that this is definitively going to happen because right now it is in such a trial basis. Amazon's got a streaming game network that they gave away for free during Amazon Prime days. Um, the reviews are not good. If you hooked up to the game service with a, a phone, it was miserable. An iPad, it was miserable. It, PC was a little bit better, but we're still not there yet. So another five to seven years, we may not be talking about delayed consoles. That's kind of cool. And every year, the processing power could be instantly turned up on the back end instead of telling you, well, you got to throw down another $500. The innovation should really start to take off at that point in time. Again, maybe you'll have a device that is just a something to help you with your HoloLens or your virtual reality or your augmented reality. But there will come a day where we look at those consoles and we go, what a piece of junk. Look at all those cords. and that, that it's, it's just a big shoebox. That's coming sooner than later. Other stories of note today. We hit the Supreme Court in the NCAA. I think that's a a big story. We hit Netflix is hiring Steven Spielberg, which I think is a great hire. There's always going to be questions on content versus delivery mechanism. Netflix is a great delivery mechanism that's building up a library of content more and more and more and more. Good for them. Um, They have a competitive advantage at this point in time. And it just really makes you wonder what management was thinking at ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox. 
why did they watch Netflix continue to like build this before they finally responded? Carl Deceive, a defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders, became the first active NFL player to announce he is gay. I think that's a good moment in America. I sounds like an odd thing to say out loud, I know, but let's just let's just all try to get along. Facebook rolled out its live audio product and podcast tool. Kind of feels like they're copying everyone else, right? You know, we have a basic responsibility to to copy other people. Um, Spotify is like, yeah, 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 we're not impressed. But Facebook could still buy Spotify. Um, but right now, what they're doing is they're looking at other people's successful like spikes and hits, and they're just copying it. There's not a lot of innovation there. I don't want to sound too weird, but Facebook is probably the only company I find socially or uh, I just have no respect for. I find them disgusting. Facebook rolled out its long-awaited audio features, including a live audio product and a new tool that allows users to listen to their favorite podcast while browsing its app. Why does it matter? Um, it's all about your attention. It's all about your ears or your eyeballs. Trying to connect friends with public figures. Apple came out with some new features that we're testing now in Apple software beta 15, which will be out this fall. And one of the, the things is like you can share music. So I can be listening to a song. You come into the room with your phone. I can share what I'm listening to. We can listen to it at the same time and nod our heads up and down. Same thing with TV. Let's say we go to the gym. I got Netflix on my phone. I could share with you what I'm watching on my phone. It, it's getting there. It's, it's another step. Is it an evolution or a revolution? It's probably more of an evolution. But Audio Room from Facebook will be able to select a nonprofit or existing fundraiser or support during their conversation. Listeners can donate in real time. Yeah. So you can send virtual stars. There's a way to make money for the influencers. I saw a list of the top 100 influencers in the United States yesterday, and let's just say I'm discouraged. The Bitcoin sell-off has intensified as crypto is falling beneath $30,000 level. It's turned negative for the year. It seems that when the hype gets going, was at the start of the year? Hype starts to die down and it's so low. Be careful of the people who chase. Um, I'm not against it for 1% to 5% of your money, but it's also the most speculative money that you're going to be allocating. May existing home sales drop for a fourth straight month as affordability squeezes out buyers. I was looking at a home recently that was $1 million 14 years ago, $2 million two years ago, $3 million today. <laughs> that jump from two to three million didn't take very long compared to the jump from one to two million. Talking about affordability. Hey, you can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. And in time, this one reminds the other of a part, a life lived much too far to hold on. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union, with 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. This 
Lion and Lamb, I believe. What I want to bring up here is I'm going to ask you a question. If you listen to my podcast, it's going to start having some sound changes. Like we did some dramatic ones yesterday, and I'm like, we need to slow this down. Do you like the music? Do you not like the music? We can make the music better by not having me talk over it, and then there won't be a level fight between me and the music because I'm not doing the show from a radio station right now. And because I'm doing it remotely, there's a fight between my microphone and the studio. Um, <clears throat> if you don't like the music, tell me. I'll kill it. I'll listen to music in my own time. Um, I've always wanted to be a Generation X show that showed some of my sensibilities that aren't Wall Street, that shows some of my sensibilities on creating wealth. I don't have to do the music. But if you like it, it makes me happy. So yesterday I talked with EP's chief of portfolio strategy, Adam Phillips, on the talk about reflation reversals. I really like this guy. He is a younger version of me. Incredibly smart. Dedicated to doing nothing but following the stock market. Um, and I'm enjoying being the senior statesman and doing interviews with him versus being interviewed. Because I, I know what he's talking about. And I can turn his game up a little bit higher. Down the road, there will be faster, smarter, cheaper me's. And I look forward to that. And that's what I would want you to do as far as your career goes. Um, when my son says he wants to be an influencer, I'm like, well, find an influencer you like and see if you can't do it better than him. If you think he's funny, try to be funnier. If you think he's informative, try to be more informative for if you think his hair is wacky, try to make your hair wackier. Emulation is, is a compliment to me. Um, I think I, I once learned in the literature class, there's only 27 major stories total. And everything is a retelling of those 27 stories. So like A plus B. So like a male can meet another male and they murder each other. That's C. A male can meet another male, and they can follow up with a C female, and that could lead. So there's not that many dynamics. It's all mathematical. Markets are declining following the Fed's hawkish inflation signals last week. Well, they did for four days, and then they didn't yesterday. But that's something Adam Phillips and I talk about. The service sector of retail still below pre-pandemic levels. We're getting there. But our service economy is so much bigger than our manufacturing economy. Back in the 1980s, Bruce Springsteen sang songs about glory days and living in a factory town. Our factory towns started to disappear in the 80s. And it's because China would manufacture what we wanted cheaper. Japan would manufacture what we wanted cheaper. Indonesia, Taiwan, Thailand. You've, you've turned toys over and you see made in Taiwan. Then it's made in Japan. And the next thing you know, it's made in China. China's the lowest cost manufacturer in the world. We were okay with that. Some of us were okay. If you grew up in a manufacturing town, you weren't okay with it. If you grew up in a big city, you were like, yeah, send those jobs overseas. Those are low paying jobs. And they're going to be replaced by robots anyway. But that kind of created the rise of, uh, the manufacturing part of our economy versus the service part of our economy. And you could say the Republicans and Democrats clearly had states that were manufacturing car manufacturers. Obviously a big, 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 big play on votes and money. 
But service sector of retail still below pre-pandemic levels. Now, again, we got a lot of pent-up demand, and we have a, a problem where our job openings are fine, but our number of work on the service side, of number of workers on the service side, underwhelming still. The initial unemployment claim slightly higher than expected. We talked a little bit about that on uh, the interview that I did yesterday, which is available now at YouTube under the show, Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. The FOMC meeting statement showed two rate hikes possible in 2023. What are the ramifications of that? And almost instantly, you started seeing other Fed Reserve members, not Jerome Powell or Jay Powell, as those in the know like to call them. Almost instantly, you saw some Fed Reserve members say, you know, it could be 2022. And you're like, what? So Powell moved the fences in. So instead of playing in a 400-foot baseball stadium where he said it's going to be the end of 2023, it's going to be 2024 before it raises rates. Now he's saying it, it's probably two in 2023. So suddenly the field went from 400 feet to hit it out. It's 300 feet. And then you get some Fed members saying, you know, I, we may need to shorten the fences again, maybe sooner. So the day is coming is the thought that I want to throw down. And it'll just be a major fundamental change in the rules on Wall Street. Higher cost of money is way different than cheap cost of money. Will it still be the highest uh, cost of money you've ever seen in your lifetime? Nope. Not unless you're 10 years old. So it's not going to kill us. We know that. This Friday, June 25th, we get the personal income and spending report. That looms large in my mind. How much more money are we making? And how much more money are we spending? We'll see inflation on the wages side of how much we're making. And we'll see if we're spending what we're making. I think Friday's economic report's the big one of the week. U.S. existing home sales. Um, again, those who have and those who don't have in the United States, right? Sales of existing homes fell 1% in May. Huh, isn't it May supposed to be a buying season? Annualized rate of 5.8 million units. The median price of an existing home was $350,000. What was the median price of an existing home in 2020? May 2020. This is a year-over-year question. Uh, well, prices increased 23.6% on a year-over-year basis. I'm pretty dang sure that when we see the wage inflation report on Friday, it's not going to show a 23.6% jump. Now, it may show that, you know, you made more money in stocks, you made more money in government assistance. But the simplest way of looking at it, if your wages don't go up, price of your home and what you're paying on a mortgage should not go up. Right now, there's just 1.2 million homes for sale. That's a 20% drop from a year ago level. Um, as prices continue to hit all-time highs, you would want to see more pri- uh, homes come up on the market. Sales are essentially returning towards pre-pandemic levels. Very low inventory, very high demand, skews an extraordinary price increase. Price is up 23, 20.6%, and the average month supply is two and a half months right now. If you go to MLS or you go to Zillow or if you go to Redfin and take a look at homes that are for sale right now, it's probably going to shock you. 
you're not going to see a lot of homes that have been for sale for six months. You may see some for 20 days. You're like, what's wrong with that house? I looked at a home recently that was $4 million that the owner had knocked it down to $3 million. It was the most stupidest, dumbest home I've ever been in. The pool had a slide. Eh, it's okay. I know you're saying, I kind of want a pool with a slide. Trust me, after you go down and said slide once or twice, you're like, you're over it. And I know it can make for a good pool party. Um, but it was a pretty stupid home. It, it was basically a, a gigantic man cave. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. But the owner has already been realized after 20 days on the market, he needs to lower the price from $4 million to $3 million. It didn't take long for him to get a dose of it's not going to sell. I find that very interesting. Um, let's take a look at some of the top stories of the day. What's moving the market? Early rotation out of value stocks into growth stocks. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell is going to testify at 2 o'clock today, Eastern Time. You do the math, that's 11 o'clock Pacific. I can't figure out the time in Hawaii. I can't figure out the time in Ohio for you. You figure it out. Um, Kim Jong-un's sister issued a warning to the United States. Eh. Here's my opinion before Trump got involved. Kim Jong-il and North Korea was always a problem. And they always have nuclear ambitions. And one of the things they would do is they'd show the world a missile and they'd launch it into a sea a hundred yards off the shore, a hundred uh, miles off the shore, not a hundred yards. They've got horrible missile technology, but not that horrible. And then everyone would go, well, one day they're going to be able to hit Japan and nuke Japan. And if you go back in history, Japan and North Korea don't have a great history. And I didn't know that. Yeah, it's they've been at war with one another, uh, so to speak. So what's this mean? So Kim Jong-un's sister issues a warning, uh, basically saying uh, resumption of diplomacy, U.S. expectation of talks would plunge them into a greater disappointment. North Korea is an incredibly poor country <coughs> with a vile and cruel dictator who hurts his people. But he's fat. He's not starving. There's an impasse over nuclear program. This will be a test for Biden on some levels. But typically what North Korea wants is food or money. And they'll stop talking about nuclear weapons. It got a little bit more complicated when Trump tried to buddy-buddy up with Kim Jong-il alone. Um, and also call him Little Rocket Man. It just wasn't, it was out of the playbook for presidents. So there's going to be a little bit of summer of, what do we do with this? It doesn't look like a problem. It looks very manageable. But that's what we're always doing on Wall Street. We're looking for future problems. We're looking for future issues. McDonald's launching a loyalty program across the United States in July. Hey, that's a great story. Loyalty programs are a big part of recurring business. I stay loyal to credit cards for that, right? Have you got anything that you're loyal to because of the rewards? Kim Jong-il, nuclear weapons or McDonald's loyalty programs? Which is more important to you? I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me when we all 
fall asleep, where do we go? Listen. Keep you in the dark. What had you expected? Me to make you my art and make you a star and get you connected. I'll meet you. Bitcoin fell below 30,000 buckaroos for the first time since January 28th. As China expanded its crackdown on cryptocurrency, mining, and banking, and few buyers stepped in to stem the decline. Bitcoin is speculative. And it is very susceptible right now to regulation. Where governments want their say and governments want their tax money. And governments don't want a scenario where they're not getting their tax money or their say. It wouldn't take a big conspiracy theory to say, why is China doing this? At one point, China was mining 80% of the Bitcoin. Now they're down to about 65%. Now they're telling their Bitcoin miners, turn it off. Bitcoin miners are being lured to Miami, which is just a weird statement that I probably never thought I would make in my life. Um, if you wanted to own Bitcoin, I get it. But I think it's, it's what's the church of what's working now. It's a little bit of the amateur hour, but Also, every generation has something that they make their own. My generation made tech stocks our own. And my mom and dad or my mentors in this industry probably were screaming at me, you're going to lose it all. And that's not the case. Latest wave of excitement over cryptocurrencies brought millions of new buyers in the market. PayPal, Square, Robinhood enabled easy buying and selling. Coinbase is a publicly listed company. They're giving the industry a little bit more legitimacy, whereas the last time, three years ago, when Bitcoin had a rise and fall, these players weren't in it. So now there's more people playing the game, less chance of them all walking away. There's decreased activity as Bitcoin wallet addresses have declined to levels last seen 14 months ago. Ethereum transaction fees and miner revenue have dropped 85% since last month, indicating a lack of usage on the network. Crypto has followed similar patterns in the past, most notably back in 2017, after some stock exchanges started listing Bitcoin futures. That created a catalyst that didn't last, and Bitcoin crashed. If there's ever a government that wants to do all it can to stay in power, it's the Chinese government. Cryptos threaten their increased controls on society. What good is a social credit score when it can be easily circumvented by crypto? Have you ever heard about China's social credit score? El Salvador convinced their people to convert their dollars into Bitcoin, and now the dollar is up, and Bitcoin is down. So El Salvador, the moment they made it legit, it collapsed. And the dollar went higher. Now, it's telling me that there's a lot of signs out there that this is messy, messy, messy. I don't remember which Christmas Carol TV show it was special. But one of the characters goes, messy, messy, messy. And I feel Bitcoin's messy right now. If you've ever watched seven-year-old kids play soccer... It's crazy out there. It's just a mess. They run towards the ball. They don't know space. They don't know positioning. 
But later in life, you're like, wow, this is a beautiful game. But very early on, it's a messy game. Remember Facebook had their digital currency efforts? There is a huge role for Bitcoin in the world. For the opposite of what El Salvador just did by legalizing it, some countries increase their currencies to the point of what you own is useless. For instance, when was the Iraqi war? Let's go back to George W. Bush, right? On this radio show, I'd get calls about people wanting to invest in the dinar, the Iraqi dinar. I think it was right around the time where U.S. troops were going through the presidential palace in Baghdad, and they were finding gold statues, they were finding Monet's, and they're like, whoa. And Saddam Hussein was a bad man who used his power to enrich himself, for lack of a better phrase. And a lot of people wanted to own the Iraqi dinar. I'm like, why do you want to own the Iraqi dinar? Well, at some point in time, this government's going to stabilize, and then it's going to be a great investment. And I'm like, okay, you heard that on a commercial. Now, why do you want to own the Iraqi dinar? And the answer was, I heard you can get rich from a commercial. But to me, Iraqi dinar has a similarity on some levels to Bitcoin, but not many. It's the let's look elsewhere to try to get wealthy problem that I have versus let's look at home. We live in a great time and there's all sorts of options and ideas. And I don't think you have to go for the one that truly has no value other than down the road. It should have value because it makes sense. The U.S. currency, the dollar goes up or down. Biden can say, let's go spend $25 trillion. And then Congress would go, we don't have $25 trillion, President. And this president could say, don't we have the treasury? Can't we just fire up the printing presses and make it? Sure, 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 sure. So every dollar that I have just got watered down by $25 trillion. That's not cool. Bitcoin has a promise. It's just, it's really, really the wild west right now. And I'm not telling you not to do it. Go west, young man. But if you do go west, bring a shotgun along with your gold mining equipment. Because they both go hand in hand. And if you do invest in Bitcoin, you got to have diversification elsewhere. You can't just go thinking this is the wild west. I'm going to put it. I'm going to go all in. And I hope this makes sense to you. I put up a great market commentary with an EP executive on portfolio strategy. You can find it at YouTube Rob Black Show. It's YouTube Rob Black Show. Like to get some eyeballs going there as we roll out new social media features in the coming weeks and months. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.